Hello everyone and welcome back to La Frontera Within. I'm your host, Angela George, and today I'm going to talk through my interviews with my tias and my mommy about what their experiences were like growing up with culture clash, as well as passing on Mexican traditions to their children, as well as passing on Spanish. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Yo soy de México, Zacatecas. Uh, nací en California, en Los Ángeles. Soy del área de Los Ángeles, en California. That was Tia Ofi, Tia Bell, and my mom all responding to the question, ¿De dónde eres? As you can see, between the sisters, only one of them was born in Mexico, and the rest of them were born in the United States. This meant pretty different responses to the questions I was asking in the interview process and I'm excited to delve into those with you. For my tia Ofi, when I asked her what her childhood was like, she said the majority of it was in Mexico, which meant it was extremely difficult learning English once she immigrated to the United States. For my tia Ofi, Spanish is... Learning English is a notoriously difficult task, and for my tia at age 14, Spanish was the thing that she could cling to. She said, Spanish is me. I completely identify with Spanish. I'm not totally comfortable in English because it's not my language. I try, of course, but for example, when I speak with my siblings, the majority of the time it's in Spanish, always. For Tia Ofi, Spanish is everything to her, and it's how she bonded with her siblings, it's how she navigated moving to the States, and it's also how she is trying to pass on her traditions to her children. Now, we talked to Yesenia, my cousin Yesi, in the previous podcast about Yesi's experience with Spanish and being bilingual, but Yesi also has a brother, Diego, another cousin of mine, another one of Teofi's children who doesn't speak Spanish. He's much younger than Yesi, and he just didn't pick up the language like his older siblings did. In both Yesi's interview from the previous episode, as well as in my Teofi's interview, they both felt that it was very difficult to integrate Diego into family traditions and include him because of that loss of language. However, between all the tias and my mom and their children's varying levels of Spanish, the one thing that seems to unite all of our Mexican experiences is food. That was Tia Bell describing some of the traditions she's managed to keep with her children despite the varying levels of Spanish in her family. It was very sweet to hear about Tia Bell's continuation of traditional food in her family, and it reminded me of the definition that my Tia Ofi gave for what home means to her, which included eating Mexican food every day, which, honestly, same. Most of my memories involving my Mexican family revolve around food. Tamales para la Navidad is one of my most cherished memories. With all my tias and my mama Angie, I remember going to California for Christmas and we were all sitting around the counter making tamales together and playing loteria late into the night. I also remember my tia Belle basically 
smuggling a bunch of masa straight from California to our house in Minnesota so we could make tamales auténticos together for Christmas. But it can't all be good memories with food. I do want to talk about something my mom brought up in her interview where she was reminded after watching Encanto about the difference between how the U.S. versus Hispanic culture treats coffee. In the first or second or third grade, we had a homework that was asking us to write down what we ate the night before, and I put down coffee. My mom would give us coffee with milk, and my teacher said, what? You drink coffee at home? And in that moment, I felt, oh, like I had done something wrong. That story is really a testament to how not micro microaggressions can really feel seeing as my mom remembered that after so many years and it really makes you think about what you say to people especially when you're learning about what they do at home with their families and in their culture and it was interesting to me to hear all three sisters speak to the importance of food as part of culture and tradition when for me for many years I felt like I was barely clinging on to the culture because that's all I had. All I had was the food at home to speak to my Mexican identity. And in reality, it is a unifying factor for all of us. We can all enjoy a meal together and feel like we're part of one family. I want to pivot back to language in relationship to identity. We talked a little bit through Theo Ofi's interview and how much Spanish means to her, how it's everything, and how she's not that connected to English and prefers Spanish as much as possible. But her other two sisters who were born in the States and were still learning English, but at a much younger age, right when they started school, have a very different relationship to both languages. My Tia Bell, for instance, described learning English in her kindergarten class on cassette tapes at the back of the class, just trying to catch up with all the other students who already spoke English fluently. And my mom describes a deep separation between her Mexican self on the inside and her English-speaking American self on the outside. Entonces, para mí era como una separación muy dramática. En inglés, lo americano es de mi escuela. En español, lo mexicano es en mi casa. Y yo siento que, en es, que todavía en estos días hay como para mí algo separado, mi vida externa y mi vida interior. And so what my mom is saying in that clip is that she feels a disconnect between her, quote, American, unquote, presenting self and her Mexican self and that the two identities are very separated. They don't overlap and she keeps it that way, even today, to some extent. And while I've only known my mom as an adult for a few years now, I have seen her grow a lot in how she relates to her Mexican self, and she's done some pretty amazing things for the Mexican community in Northfield. She's the first Latina to be elected to the school board in the city, and she's done some great advocacy for the Spanish-speaking community for that town. 
And she really inspires me every day to use what I know to enable others and to lift other people up. I think she's an amazing example of what leadership looks like for people of color. And I couldn't be more proud of her. Talking through my identity and how I relate to my identity with my mom as an adult, I have been able to notice just so much joy coming from her as she continues to explore the intersections of her identity and the power that she holds in that intersectionality. It mimics a lot of what my tía Bell says about how speaking Spanish makes her feel. Being a Mexican that can speak Spanish is something I'm very proud of and yeah, it is me. It's not something I'm ashamed of. And anytime I get a chance to speak Spanish with people, it's something that I'm very excited about. I want to share this passage from Gloria Anzaldúa's book, Borderlands, La Frontera, that kind of talks about this tension that Chicanos and Chicanas feel when speaking Spanish with other Mexicans and Latinas. Often, Mexicanas y Latinas will speak English as a neutral language. Even among Chicanas, we tend to speak English at parties or conferences, yet at the same time, we're afraid the other will think we're agringadas because we don't speak Chicano Spanish. There is no one Chicano language, just as there is no one Chicano experience. A monolingual Chicana whose first language is English or Spanish is just as much a Chicana as one who speaks several variants of Spanish. When talking with my mom, she still had a hard time saying that Spanish was part of her identity and she preferred to refer to it more as just a language and a tool she can use to connect with other people. That does go back to Mexicanas being very community oriented and like my tía Maribel said, she's happy to speak Spanish with anyone that will speak it with her and I believe my mom is the same. I'm sure a lot of my Mexican girlies can relate to me when I say sometimes your mom invites you to the grocery store and you think that it's going to be a five minute trip and then you get there and somehow she knows every single person in the store and even the people she doesn't know she's making new friends and catching up with everyone and it is quite a joy to see unless you're actually in a rush then you are very confused and frustrated. But it just is one of the things that is so my mom to say that language is how she creates relationship with people. And I really do see that in her. But I would also encourage my listeners out there to think about how much power they have in their language and how that power is coming from them not just what they're saying. This project focused on only interviewing the women in my family because there is that extra layer of women being tasked to carry the burden a lot more than the men in our lives. And we are often asked to hold on to the family trauma or pave the way. And with that work, we are also asked to remain silent about how we feel about the burden and carry on regardless of how hard it is. Another quote that stuck out to me when reading Borderlands was this one. I will have my serpent's tongue, my woman's voice, my sexual voice, my poet's voice. I will overcome the tradition of silence. You can see it in all three of these interviews where 
These women have been the glue for their families. They are the ones tasked with bringing forward the traditions where they can. And and for my mom, her advocacy goes beyond the household and into the community. And we ask these women to do that without saying anything. I feel lucky to have women in my family role models who have remained so true to their identities. And I look forward to taking what I've learned from them and applying it to a family that I create in the future and embracing where I come from and letting that inform who I am and who I can be. Thank you so much for joining me on El Segundo Episodio de La Frontera Within. It's been a pleasure and I'm looking forward to delving into the final interview with my mama Angie in the third episode of La Frontera Within. I'll see you next time.